Hello and good night. Hello, hello. This is probably our last time recording for the uh, caffeine crew. Semester's winding down. Sorry, we've last week we all got sick. It was a nasty week. Yeah, we all came out sick. I had to get on it. Unlucky. I was quite sick actually. I'm still. I still feel like I haven't really recovered. No, it's too bad. Um, and then uh, Michael, unfortunately, is having some medical problems in his family as well. So. Uh, but yeah, semester's winding down for us and, uh, we just don't think there'll be, uh, any more time after this recording. So yeah, that's about it. Ran out of time really quick. It was fun while it lasted though. I forgot my water. Gosh darn it. Oh no. You could have some Mountain Dew if you want it. I'll keep me up too late. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, anyway, so today's topic that we, for our final discussion is we want to talk about the, uh, uh, education and debt, basically, in the United States. A cheerful topic. What a better topic to wrap up this <laughs> podcast, huh? I mean, we are students after all. It only makes sense for yeah, us to talk true. about it. it. says the, uh, I just did like a equation, not equation, excuse me, just a quick search. Mm-hmm. The average, oops, excuse me, student loan debt, passive reflux, I know, <laughs> in 2023 is $37,338 per Per borrower. Wow. And that's in federal student loan debt only. If you look at private student loan debt, it says that average is about $54,921. Okay. I know the uh, private student loan debt has much worse. Yeah, it's associated. it's aggressive. Those private de- private uh, debtors, they're, they really come at you. Yeah, I definitely uh, would not want to. Yeah, last semester I had the option of going for uh, some private loans, and I just opted to not study that semester instead. <laughs> it wasn't. It's not worth it's it. It's not worth it. They're so dangerous. And it looks like the uh, Utah is actually not so bad where we are. Apparently, it has one of the lowest really? uh, debts uh, for states. It says it ranks uh, $18,344. Hmm. Is the average student, and I'm at about seventeen thousand right now. Nice, so solid. Seems to work out. It looks like New Hampshire's at the uh, high end at thirty-nine thousand nine hundred twenty-eight dollars. Hmm. Um, I kind of didn't expect that Utah would be so low. Feels like we're kind of a big college well, state. Well, we have I guess. a lot of yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that, but a lot of the universities here are pretty heavily subsidized. True. Yeah, because uh, UVU, let's be honest, it's pretty cheap. It is cheap. It's. I was really surprised when I was, when I was signing up for it. SUU's cheap. Yeah. Um, Slick's cheap. Yep. I don't know about the University of Utah. It was very comparable to. I mean, I was at Slick four years ago, and it's not much more expensive here than it was there. And then uh, I do know that uh, BYU is like subsidized as well by the, the I didn't church know that. itself. So it's actually right. really cheap. Um, again, education for BYU. It looks like the uh, the the worst state, of course. I figured. Is it California? No, actually, surprisingly, it is uh, Washington D.C. That's not okay. a state, though, so that's why it wasn't included in the <laughs> uh, in the first little thing that I looked up at. I guess that makes sense. A lot of lawyers go to. I do know. Let me double check this. But last time I checked, the University of Chicago was the most expensive university in the United States. University of Chicago, really? Yeah. I can see that. I would have expected Stanford or any other ivory schools to be at the top. 
The Ivy Leagues. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a bunch of pretentious. I, I really don't understand. <laughs> They've been around for so long, and they have such huge endowments. Yep. That I'm like, how can you how can you charge that much? I don't know. You're just wallowing in money. Yep. Um, yeah, it says the University of Chicago. Holy crap. <laughs> um, it has a, uh, a list total of costs exceeding, uh, guess how much a year? And this is for out of state. 300000 a year. That's my okay, guess. not that high. But <laughs> the annual cost of attendance from 2021 to 2022 was $84,126. Wow, that is a lot. Of money. What kind of degree could you even get that would merit that pay? Like law degree, I guess. But what? It, <laughs> not even that. I really don't think. Uh, yeah. It's not worth it. Just get it somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can become licensed from anywhere. It doesn't have to be from somewhere that charges you that much. And why Chicago? Like. I don't know. I mean, it's a good like, city, I guess. It's a nice city. It's an okay city. It's not like the greatest, like, holy cow, I want to spend four years at $84,000. <laughs> yeah, not worth it. Um, they have a 6% acceptance rate, which seems... That is very low. Why are that many people applying in the first place? <laughs> never... uh, 95% graduation rate, which is high, but that's because uh, they've got, like, the fiery pokers of the student loans in their side. Yeah, that helps. Um that would they motivate me. a ton of aid because according to this little just Google, it says that the average cost after aid is $23,000. That's a ton of aid they're getting if the uh, before aid is $84,000. Yeah, that's got to be huge. Um, it looks like the majority of their majors are actually in like accounting... So it says uh, economics, they have 1,277 mm. graduates by the looks of it. According it to sounds this. like a lot, but I'm not so sure. I'm sure UVU has a lot more than that. They have 148 history majors. What a use. I'm sorry, <laughs> but like, what a useless degree to no, get at Especially that. if you're spending all that money. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're not getting good use no, out of it. No, not at all. They history is fun and all, but... It's not worth that much money. It's oh. something you can just read on your own, study on your own. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It's not like... And, and think about it. What's what's the best job you can get? Teacher. Exactly. Yep. It's like maybe if you shot high enough, you're going to be in like some museum or something like that. But you have to have like doctorates. I'm yeah, sure, and good connections. Like a curator of some kind. Um, my radical idea, or at least yeah, some people might think is radical. I think it is a perfect idea. I don't think a university should be able to charge more for your degree than what your expected mean graduated income is going to be afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. That would make sense to me. Because like some of these people who graduate with hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt, it's like, okay, it's literally going to take you decades yep. to pay that off. If you ever do. If you ever do. It's um, unrealistic. Most colleges, yeah. And there's been like a huge debate here in the United States, like because like originally Biden just wanted how much did he want to just like forgive? It was a lot. Was a lot. Uh, initially, he was throwing out promises left and right uh, at the beginning of his campaign, I believe, and 
I think just recently he forgave some debt, some federal well, debt. Well, he's only been able to do it through... It's been limited. Uh, yeah, the, basically he's only been able to do it for people in the government sector. Oh, course, yeah. Because I can't remember what the plan is called, but basically if you take a job at a state or federal level or in that, those sectors, you're obviously going to be paid less. Yep. Um, and so to kind of incentivize people to go in, they're like, okay, but if you work for, I think it's like eight or 10 years, they're like, we'll just forgive whatever debt you have left over after you've made eight or 10 years worth of payments. It's a decent deal. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, it's kind of like what they do in the army where they're like, oh, yeah. you know, like, give us four years, we'll pay for your education, and then you stay with us for 10. <laughs> and you just pray a war. <laughs> yep. Kind of like the uh, the thingy thingy. So yeah. Um, I was just looking at the most affordable colleges in America. Um, depends on what you want to go into. Yeah, I guess it would. University of Washington in Seattle. That's kind of surprising to me that that's one of the most affordable. Uh, Purdue. What is like Bezos personally paying people's tuitions over there? I guess so. Yeah. Or maybe everyone there just works at Amazon. Um, yeah, Purdue, University of Florida. Gators are pretty cheap, apparently. <laughs> California State University, both Los Angeles and Long Beach locations. Hmm. Some of that's kind of surprising to me. Well, there's a lot of people in California. There, there, there has to be like some... Cheap stuff. Yeah. For otherwise, someone. Otherwise, they're all just going to go out of state. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, they, they got to have, there's got to be an appeal. I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, I was in Texas, like, recently. And uh, it was weird. The I'm because, like, UVU doesn't have a football team. And I want to stay that way. That's yeah. Ridiculous. It's better that way. Because, um, I mean, think about it. Just, like, right now, there's there are several buildings Buildings yep. that we can't go to because we're not on the UU basketball team. Yeah, it's really dumb. Like no one, no one's really benefiting from it except nope. for a very few very group few. people. Group of people. Yeah, it's silly. And people always say like, "Oh, it recruits people. It like brings in unity." Blah blah. I'm like, no. Like I feel like the majority of people are just interested in getting a cheap education at UVU. Yep, I should and, stay that uh, way. If they add any of the sports crap it's just going to make it more expensive exactly i really I, I really don't see it adding a whole lot of anything but anyways in texas i was i was shocked to see some of these universities where the the stadiums are absolutely enormous yep those high school football. stadiums they have yeah. they're they rival some of the college football stadiums we have here it's shocked. insane um so I, but i mean like i guess it works for them i don't know what they study <laughs> Um, but you know, they, there's gotta be something for, for appeal to, to those kind of colleges. Yeah. Um, I do think there is, if we'll get back on topic a little bit, I do think there is an education problem in the United States. And, um, I think one of the things that's, that's happening right now is that, uh, uh, trades are, are going to get even more valuable. Yeah. You're seeing that happen right now. Yeah, seriously. Um, I had to have a, a plumber come over the other day 
uh, charged me through the roof. Yep, an arm and a leg. And uh, <laughs> it was really dumb. He charged me a diagnostic fee, even though I put the hole in my own wall <laughs> and showed him where the stupid leaky pipe was. He charged me a hundred bucks to diagnose it. I was like, I know it's it's already diagnosed. Leaky. It's there. Yeah, it's there. Um, but yeah, he charged me like. <laughs> $380 to yep. cut out like six inches of pipe and crimp on a new one. It's and, expensive. And I would have done it myself, except I just had no space. It was like right between a couple two by fours, that sort of thing. And I was really hoping he had like some magical way of doing it. But he ended up putting an even bigger hole in the wall. In oh, the, great. In the room next door so he could reach over and just made a mess. And then he was like, yeah, if you want someone to sheetrock it up. Uh, I know a guy, it'll probably only cost you like 600 bucks. I was like, only 600? Only 600 Okay. Wow. I was like, sheetrock is like, what, $3 a panel for like a little... That's a lot of money for labor. Foot, you know? Yeah. That's what I just did myself. But yeah, you're, Smart. I, I, I see tons of these trades. And that's because so many people are getting education. Education. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't know how to take care of their cars. Yeah. They don't know how to take care of basic things around the house. Like, yep like certain plumbing activities or uh, what else breaks HVAC. I'm not yep. a total that breaks a lot. Anything electrical like stuff. Oh yeah. Electrical just like a, all the time. I've worked a little with high voltage. Yeah. Kind of scary. I bet. <clears throat> Shocked myself quite a bit with the dryer once. Oh no. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, we had a, the knob on, on the dryer had, had just broken. Yeah. And my dad just bought a replacement knob, and he was like, oh, yeah, just go back there. And I thought... You Seems know, like an easy fix. Yeah, I right? thought my father, being responsible, had unplugged it and turned off the breaker, because we were there with flashlights anyways. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of assumed. And I reached back there to disconnect the uh, the starter thing. I got such a jolt. It was, it was all plugged in. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, what, like is it still plugged in? He was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, How long ago was that? Oh, I was like 16 or 17, okay. that sort of thing. It's, it's been a while. That's rough. Um, but yeah, you, you don't forget things like that. No, <laughs> definitely don't. Um, That'll remind you to turn it off. Yeah, so I see, I think personally, I think there's going to be a big swing. Of we're going to see like... Cause, it's already happening, yeah. Because our generation right now is super educated. Yeah. But super dead. <clears throat> and that's just because, like, our parents all told us, get an education, get an education. Yep. And they didn't really matter the cost. No. It was all drilled into us in high school, too. Mm-hmm. Seemed like they warned us about, you know, you need to go to college so you can have a good job, good life. You don't want to go into those trades. But it's coming back strong. It seemed like AI was going to uh, replace, like, the menial labor jobs but it's gone the exact opposite way it's it's exactly it's replacing all the tech jobs um (laughs) software jobs it's been the complete opposite now one of the most secure jobs is just working with your hands it's gone the complete opposite direction and some of them get like pretty quickly even i mean like and these are i'm I'm just looking up you know uh different trades and kind of what the median pay is um a mason uh, like a brick stone that sort of kind of person, uh, forty-seven thousand dollars, right, right there. I mean, you don't even up front. Yeah, this nice. is you don't even need a degree. You just need a high school diploma or equivalent, and then just take an apprenticeship. 
How long are those apprenticeships usually? A couple like years? A year or two. I mean, it might depend on, you know, how skilled you want to get. Because obviously, like, there are certain degrees of masons. Like, if yeah. You like, an actual stone-cutting mason, like, I'm sure that needs quite a few time before you end up like uh, Michelangelo. That sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, licensed practitioner, licensed practical nurse, $48,000. That's a good route to go to. Carpentry, $49,000. I got a quote for cabinets. Was that a lot too? Six to $8,000. <laughs> well, we're talking like not a ton of cabinets here. I was like, yeah. I was like, you serious? It's all labor costs. Oh yeah. It's just, and it, I mean, with the with the cabinets, I get that you have to be like really precise with your measurements. Yeah. Otherwise, the doors. Like, the whole thing gets thrown off. Be able to see like really quickly that you, know, you, you don't know what off. you're doing. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to do that <laughs> sort of thing. Um, so that one is like, yeah, I get it. And like framing a house, like yeah, it's structurally kind of important. Like yeah, you should. Kind of important. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, heavy equipment operator, fifty thousand. Honestly, I've worked with some heavy equipment, not like big, big diggers, but just like some bobcats, that sort of thing. It's really not that hard. No, they make it pretty simple. Yeah. The knobs and everything. I mean, and you could, that's one of those things where it's like, you could operate those remotely and blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. Uh, diesel mechanic, $50,000. How much does it say HVAC or electrical HVAC. people make? Uh, electrician, uh, 56900 Okay. And that's not even like a master. That's just like a journeyman. Yeah, that's just like the median pay of a. That's pretty good. It's like your average. And, these, and the, this is off. This is the median pay from 2020, so I'm sure it's higher now. Yeah, it's got to be adjusted for now. Um, architectural and civil drafter, $57,000. Yep, seems about right. Rotary drill operator, $53,000. Mm. And that's, that's just like a CNC kind of guy, right? Yeah, I think that's what it means. That's a good job. This is weird. I didn't know uh, a cardiovascular tech didn't need a. Um, it says the all you need is an associate's degree. <laughs> wow, that kind of scares me a little bit. <laughs> Commercial but, diver, fifty-five thousand dollars. Home inspectors, home inspectors. Uh, yeah, they get paid yeah. like a random amount of money for. They do sixty-two thousand dollars. Uh, respiratory therapist, sixty-two thousand dollars. Not bad. Yeah, it says uh, uh, there is like a special license, but it says it just is a high school or an associate's degree, and then you have to just pass the National Board for Respiratory hmm. uh, Certified Therapist. Yeah, it seems pretty easy. A Not too bad. Boiler maker. Boiler maker. Hmm. Sixty-two thousand aircraft mechanic. 66,000. That sounds like fun. I pulled up the boiler maker and I just get a cocktail mix, <laughs> drink, <laughs> the boiler shot of whiskey. That's not what I was looking for. Uh, it sounds like it's definitely going to make a boil, though. I'll give them that. Yep, that's true. A dental hygienist. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they make good money. $77,000. Um, I know UVU is super competitive, the dental school. Oh, really? Yeah. I know a few people who went into it here. My who enjoyed it. <clears throat> I need to get into the air traffic controller business. Sounds, Is it good? Sounds stressful. Yeah, there's a lot on your shoulders. <laughs> uh, hundred thirty thousand a year. Wow. Yeah, they compensate them well. 
Yeah, I'm sure you're As working like around the clock, that sort of thing. Yeah. It says uh, extensive on-the-job training is required. Uh, you probably get moved around a lot. Yeah, probably. So, like an air traffic controller sort of thing. But holy cow, $130,000. Man, that, I shouldn't have gone to college. <laughs> All these good jobs. Like I said, it depends on what you're going into. Afterwards. Yeah. Because what's your end goal kind of deal? It's a good question. I'll let you know when I figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. Because that's another one of the problems. Like, yeah. Just tell you, like, it's too soon. Yeah. Straight out of high school. Where you're going with it. It's not enough time. Most people, I think, change their degrees four times throughout their education history. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's just way too soon to decide in high school. I know I changed mine. Well, I only changed mine two times. Um, not too bad, but I think I'm, I'm, I'm twice as well. Nice. So, um, it says, uh, in the United States, the, uh, average is at least three times people mm. change their majors. Oh, okay. So, um, I know some other countries, like I know Chile, just cause family background, that sort of thing. A lot of them choose while they're in high school. Really? Yeah. Like in essentially what would be like 10th grade for us. Wow. So they uh, they like pick their, what they kind of want to go into and then their last two years. Do they pick classes like, in that area? Yeah, just in that area. I kind of like that. And so they, they graduate high school and they're already, most of them are they're like ahead. pretty good. Hmm. Uh, it's a lot of stress, though, if you, like, don't actually know what you want yeah. to get into and you just, like, pick kind of whatever. That's a lot of dedication. You have to decide when you're that young what you're going to do for the rest of your life. But at least you can get something. Yeah, you know? can get started. That's so. kind of nice. I almost wish that we did that here. But yeah, it's, uh, same time. I mean, it's, it's both good and bad. Like, you get a, like, it's kind of like here, here in, uh, we have uh, UCAS and concurrent enrollment and so that's like a leg up i wish i had more of those credits that were offered while i was in high school yeah me I too gotten out more classes here um but that's a way of like saving money but because yeah utah has like a big focus on trying to get rid of some of these humanity classes yeah, here <laughs> social studies all that yeah because it's just like it's I, I i honestly i do think it's silly that you have to come to college and they're like okay you have to take a history class again yeah. You have to take some sort of music class. You have to take a PE class. Yeah. Like, come on. If I'm I get it. Like $800 to take PE seriously. Yeah, it's really wait. That's that? exactly what it is. Like, I, I get it. Like, it's supposed to make us more better, well rounded professionals, I guess. So, if we're engineer, studying engineering, we're not just so engineer brained. Um, but yeah, that's exactly that. I'd be fine with it if it didn't cost us. 1000 per credit hour uh, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah it's, it's the cost of like and, yeah. And it's, yeah i get how they're like there have to be academic standards but the standards are out of whack out of touch is what they are they they really need to look back on those and uh honestly what i think is one of the most egregious um i guess like standards you can call it is like i i hate with a passion the ACT, the SAT, and oh, the yeah. MCAT. Yep. I think they're all terrible assessment tools. Remember what the MCAT is for? That's one for like medical people. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. 
Um, but a bunch of the stuff that it asks, like from, I have a friend who's studying neurology. Uh, oh, that's a tough one. And he said that uh, basically like most doctors though, they don't need to know whatever the crap is on the internet. Really? Not really relevant? <clears throat> yeah, because it's like such... Have you taken or, it? No, I haven't okay. taken it. I didn't know if it was like something <clears throat> they did in your high school or what. No, but just like watching him slave over it, that sort of thing. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, it's the medical college admissions test. Um, and, and listen to this, the breakdown, 15% of it is physics. <laughs> like why do, I don't care if I, my doctor doesn't really know physics. <laughs> I guess it kind of makes sense. I remember my physics, physics class a couple of years ago, there was a lot of medic, medical stuff. It talked about like, I don't know, pressure velocity i don't know Pressure. but i can't really see how it's super relevant that's surprising uh biochemistry yeah that's important but once yep. again like how deep do you need to go probably not that deep because i mean like i think personally when i think of doctors i think that they should be more taught of like a, from a troubleshooting standpoint yeah critical analysis yeah. reasoning diagnostics kind of thing like obviously they need to know the concepts the hows and whys you know yeah what leads to this but I don't care if they don't know like how to balance a saline, yeah, like um, you know something or another. Then I'm sure the I don't they care do for the test. They know the entire periodic table. Yes, not relevant. <laughs> it's just like if yeah. it, if it's really truly relevant to your field, you will learn it. Yeah. So that's the thing. I mean, there are like <clears throat> there are some degrees and fields of study where I'm like, okay, yes there should be a standardized test. Yeah. But there are others where I'm like, it's totally unnecessary. I really don't take it. Because um, for if, if, imagine if there was a standardized test before you became a history teacher. It's like, I guess that kind of makes sense. They should all know the same history, right? Yeah, I could see that. But like a standardized test for like, oh, you just need to... Yeah, anyways, I just don't think... A lawyer, perfect example. Like, yes, yeah. give them like a standard. The bar exam. Bar, that sort yep. of thing. Totally fun. I think at, that works out. Yeah, that does make sense to me. I'm looking at this breakdown of the MCAT. Um, it's a pie chart. It says the total number of questions has 230 questions, and 53 of those, so a large majority or, or a large portion, are, like you said, physics. A lot of it is physics. And then... Right after that is, um, yeah, biology. Makes sense. I mean, like the biology, like chemistry, that sort of thing. I think uh, sociology and psychology is, is yeah. important with, uh, at least nowadays especially, there's a huge True. mental health issue crisis going on in the United States. Yep. Yeah, I just looked up the uh, ACT, you know, why the ACT is bad essentially. And uh, I guess a big... Uh, issue with it is it's actually very biased yeah I, these people i can believe that, that. Uh, basically and it totally makes sense because all the act prep and stuff like that you have to pay through the nose for that oh I never, yeah i never did any of the act prep i only got like at a hand-me-down book from my <laughs> siblings and we had like the one free test yeah there you go my high school did that sort of thing and i think the highest i ever got was like a 19 or an 18. I think I got around there too. I don't remember. Yeah. It was 19 or 20. I knew there were like 21. people who got like 29s and they got like these huge scholarships. Yep. And uh, hilariously, 
they sucked at college. <laughs> of course. Because like they're, I was like, that's cool. Like you, you're a really good test taker. You can memorize stuff. Yeah, but like he, he didn't have his life in order. He didn't actually know what he wanted to do. And I was just like, yeah, I thought he was. Anyways, but yeah, and he came from like a richer background for sure. That helps. Um, so yeah. Kind of like what my high school did with the uh, ACT test. Mm-hmm. Um, they set up a, a class. That just helped you study for the test. That was the whole purpose of the class. It was two, two semesters, a full year. Um, that helped a lot. I mean, I didn't. I got a twenty. It wasn't a huge score, but it helped me a lot. I can't imagine what I would have gotten without it. Yeah, if I was and, in. And it's just such a harsh like cutoff. As yeah. Because well. people just look at you and they think you're stupid on these applications just because of whatever your score. And you, I, you unfairly get judged and denied yep. applications and scholarships. Just based off that one thing. For that, that one little score, it's just like... It's too bad. I really don't think it's it's necessary. Um, but I just, but then it's like, well, how do you, how do you base it off? Because yeah. I mean, like, in the Western United States here, we have Common Core. Say what you want about it, but it actually... But we have it. We have it, and it kind of makes sense because it's like if you transfer from one state to another... It helps standardize things. Do crap. Yeah, as much. <laughs> yeah, as much. Yeah, that sort of thing. I mean, yep. But it's one of those things where it's like if I had learned history in uh, Georgia, I'm sure I would have been taught the Civil War it, way yep. differently. Much different experience <laughs> for sure. Yeah, you'd remember some different facts. <laughs> yeah. So and and that is like a a real like actual issue with just how states do education in general. Yep. Um, but it's not just the United States. Apparently, here let me let me let me fact check myself before okay. I get myself Smart. into potentially hot water. <laughs> um, but apparently, um, in some cities of Japan, because I guess they can do it by like districts or cities or mm. something like that. If I if I understand it, uh, they just kind of gloss over. World War II. <laughs> they just forget about it. Eh, it didn't happen. They're just like, oh yeah, you know, we had beef with the Chinese and the Koreans, and then like the Americans just kind of bombed us. Eh, that's and... the end of it. <laughs> that's funny. Um, you know, here World War II was a huge portion of our uh, history class. I mean, I they didn't go like too. I felt like not too. Yeah. Like, but like for me, obviously, like they had a lot of impacts. Yeah. But, like baby boomers happening afterwards, the development, and, like, all the Cold War stuff that happened afterwards. Yeah. I just feel like, personally, like, a lot of people, like, learn about World War One and World War Two just because, yeah. like, we won. Yeah. And, like, when you're a middle schooler or high schooler, especially if you're a guy, you're like, oh, yeah, we'll yeah. that sort of thing. And you, you can watch, like, Clips of Saving Private Ryan in the classroom, that sort yep. of thing. Uh, so I think that's why... True. Um, kind of what happens over there. Fair point. <laughs> But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, it says, uh, at least according to this, uh, from today I found out, that sort of thing, uh, they say that, because uh, I know Germany, they are, like, very much like, oh, yeah, like, these are, like, yeah. They go into it. They're like, yeah, we did that. Uh, don't forget it. And That's they per- have, like, a bunch of censorship over, like, even certain phrases related to really? the Nazi party. You're just not allowed to say they're ex- ex- explicit. Teachers have to yeah. be really careful. Oh, yeah, uh. for sure. So it's just all about, like, um, 
yeah, apparently the the Japanese they can uh, depending on uh, you know where you're being taught, you can get uh, quite a different experience, experience yeah. off of this. Um, yeah, I mean, and obviously, like the United States has done like all of its own crap. Yeah, sort of we have our own uh, issues for yeah, sure. Um, and then there comes to pay <laughs> for teachers. Uh, it's yeah. low. Yes. <laughs> what else can there? What else can be said? What's the median salary here uh, in Utah? Like, in Utah, I guess like fifty-six. I would say around 40, probably. Really? We are about to find out, though. Yeah, 45,066 in that range. It depends so on we're the both right. Experience. Yeah. So if you have more than 10 years, it looks like you'd make like 70. Yeah, maybe um, 80. But I, but I don't know if that includes. I don't think that's necessarily public teacher, like only public probably teacher. not. Yeah, that's got to include like some of these universities and charter schools as well. Yeah. Which I do agree. I do like how Utah does subsidize charter schools, because there are a lot of parents who they want to send their kid to a charter school but can't afford it. Yeah. So they can get scholarships and stuff like that. Yeah. I I, I do. It's a good way to do it. Way of doing it. I know there are some people who are really against that. I'm like, what's wrong with giving oh. disadvantaged people... People who want to send their kids where they want to. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just me. I mean, call me a socialist if you want, but I think that's a... Uh, Nothing uh, wrong with that. Policy. Yeah. No. <laughs> You're right. Um, but uh, let's see. What else is... I think this one's a far, far right uh, <laughs> article that I just uh, found, and they're... Uh, What's the site? Uh, it is fee.org. Never, Never heard, heard of it. it. Yeah. Foundation for Economic Education. Hmm. And uh, their uh, article is called The Failure of American Public Education. And then right underneath it says, Government is wholly unsuited to teach America's students. Wow. <laughs> so we might just gloss over this article. Yeah, that might be wise. It might be a little bit biased. It might be a bit biased, just a bit. <laughs> I mean, I do know, like, obviously, you, you can always reform things to try and make it better. Yeah. You're never going to agree or get everyone to be like, yes, that is just, like, the way to teach this subject or whatever. Yeah, it's not going to happen. People learn in a bunch of different ways. Yeah. Um, I got royally screwed over for math. Really? Yeah, every, I kid you not, every year. Um, so it's like sixth grade to eighth, I just, got a new version of Common Core math. Oh no! And like just how they taught it and whatever, it absolutely <laughs> screwed me over. So That's like, brutal. So to this day, I'm just like, uh, how am I supposed to solve this again? Like it's just like kind of gone out the window. I can do like algebra stuff yeah. right now, but the, I've had to relearn that through like my college courses. And it's just gotten to the point where it's like, it, at least in, in the the field where I want to go, it's just like. If someone actually wants to know, they will hire a specialist to tell yeah. them, like, and double check the formulas, that sort of thing. It's like, as long as I can get it set up right and, like, get it running, like, cool. Yeah. At least, because I'm in a class right now. Have you taken uh, business statistics yet? Uh, that's next semester, maybe. Have I'm not looking forward to it. Business statistics. Is um, that 1040 or 1045 stat? Uh, it's, uh, here, I'll take a look for you. It's, uh, so I think we can do either or. 
I'm in, it's called, well, I don't know why it's called business statistics, but I'm in, they called it management 2340 online. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. But the reason why I took that one is because um, they let you use coding mm. in the class. Okay. Um, however, <clears throat> I, I had never used R before and I didn't, I, she gave us like R blocks because there's different uh, ways to calculate R, uh, like yeah, to use R. Excuse me. So you can actually do like the old school style, which is what I was more used to. And she was using what are called R chunks and R workbooks. Mm. I couldn't get the stupid thing to do even like the easy like sample like oh make sure it, it knows how to calculate mean. Yeah, you just like type out mean parentheses like these numbers separated by commas. And it should give you like what the mean was. It would not do it. Really? It would just give you whatever the first value was. I'm huh. like, well, this is stupid. <laughs> so I basically taught myself R this semester. Wow. And uh, now I've gotten so uh, used to using like the R. And it's really dumb because like depending on with statistics, there are different schools of thoughts with how to, you know, yeah, how to approach it. How to approach it and what risk you want to evaluate or whatever. So even though, like, I got a formula off the internet. There you like, go. I got the, like, the answer. Like, my workbook said I didn't didn't have the right answer. That's so dumb. And I would have to go talk to her and she would be like, oh, that's because you're using the N norm instead the wrong of P norm approach. or something like that. It's like, yeah. Gosh, like. That's going to drive me crazy. I'm used to math having one correct answer. Yes. <laughs> so I'm, I don't think I'm going to like statistics. I'm not it's, looking it's forward to it. It's interesting. The analysis of the st statistics is yeah. interesting. But it's one of those things where it's like, I, I would not want to be a data statistician. Yeah. Teach this class. It's like, Me neither. Because people make a lot of pretty expensive decisions off of some of these yeah. evaluations. And you could be a complete... A lot hinges on it. You could, yeah, mess some stuff up. Completely messed up with it, and uh, yeah, that's not going to look good at all. Um, here's a here's another article that I found, and I guess in, I mean, we're going to see more and more data of this, um, but COVID apparently like just screwed over a bunch of kids. It sure did. Like their education and mental health, and blah, blah, yeah, blah. we're going to see that more and more. Um, but apparently, like, um, average, there's been a seven-point decrease in math wow. for the average scores between 2020 and 2022. Reading fell by levels not seen in decades. What's the level? <laughs> not giving me the number itself. No specifics. Oh, five points down in reading. The okay. largest decline since 1990 when those rep guys, you know, cook their brains obviously <laughs> um wow the reading one is that just because like people just i mean i'll be honest like even my own attention span has kind of been shot yeah with, like youtube and instagram, instagram reels instagram reels and yeah sort of thing. um i guess it's kind of hard to like sit down and concentrate sometimes i really do think that is an issue yeah um because yeah if i'm reading a news article and it's like more than an eight minute read, I'm like, eh. I'll pass. 
Your wife yep. listened to it. Because, uh, yeah, I'm a total... I don't know if you do this as well, but if I have any recorded class, yeah, I'm at like 1.75 or, or two times speed. Just yep, I'm, I'm, I do the exact same thing, I'm two like, times speed, and just try to interpret it. Yeah, just like turn if it has accessibility subtitles, turn them on. Because uh, yeah, it's like I don't. Want I'll to also watch. hit the arrow keys and yeah, fast forward. Between, yeah. Yep. I was like, I don't want to listen to the full 45 minutes. And it's weird because eventually you get so used to listening to them at that speed that every now and then I'll get one where for whatever reason it's not enabled or compatible. It just feels weird. And it's just like, man, this person's just so uh, slow. Yeah, just, ooh, just <laughs> killing me. Taking their time. Dear sweet time. Yeah. Cow. So, yeah. I don't know if anyone else is – I'm sure a lot of our generation is kind of like that. I read about that happening like overall ACT scores have been going down and down um, thanks to, well, they think COVID, of course. And I can definitely see how that would happen. Well, because, I mean, I feel like, I mean, we haven't even talked about homeschooling yet. Yeah. And that's like a, that's a messy topic because I feel like for homeschooling, you're either, you're either completely normal about you know, how you want homeschooling and you just kind of live in an area where there's not a lot of schools. Essentially, yeah. And it's like a 45 minute bus drive every day. Um, or you're like super far into uh, I have a direction. Yeah. Theory territory <laughs> on either side. Um, and some people like that. Some people want that. Um, yeah. Would I want it? No. Nope. Not necessarily. <laughs> Me neither. Um, but anyways, I guess this one says that uh, the pandemic has devastating impacts on, <laughs> on what and what are they going to do to catch kids up. And it's one of those things where it's like, I wasn't there, but like, I know like not every parent is a good teacher. Yep. And so I could see how that like stunts them. Mm-hmm. But then also just like a lot of kids were just given a free pass of like, if you're sick, just you're out. Yep. Um, and so that could definitely like. And then they had all kinds of staffing shortages. I know my uh, Michael's mother was even like approached because she used to substitute at like the elementary school. Okay. To like teach middle school stuff. Wow. <laughs> and just like, like, be, like they don't even care. They just had like such a shortage. Yeah, they'll take just, anyone. Just take anyone. Like we'll just grab someone off the street. Wow. Essentially. You'd think with how much of a shortage they have everywhere, they would pay them more. Yeah, that you might help. Incentivize. You think it would? The area. Well. Too stubborn. So here, let's let's dive. I I do want to dive into uh, pros and cons. Yeah, homeschooling is interesting. I don't know much about it. I don't know a lot of people who have gone through it or. Because my understanding is the state is kind of in charge, but there are some Mm -hmm. really big uh, lobbyist groups and organizations that try to get states to. I'd basically make them like either super loose, yeah, as loose as they can possibly be. Yeah, um, apparently you have to like file an affidavit with your local school district to even yeah, get it permission. Is like, it is like illegal to not educate your kids. Yeah, I know that. That's um, a good thing, probably. And, uh, even truancies and that sort of thing. But I do know, like, um, you always read an article about um, these people who are these children who are abused. Um, in a lot of these situations, yep. like there was the, the family in California, there's the family down here in Southern Utah. I read about that one, yeah. Um, and it's just one of those <clears> things where it's like they were just homeschooled and no one checks up on them. Yep, they're in their own bubble. 
And it's hard like, to. I get that parents have a right to their own privacy, but at the same time, it's like we gotta we, like the government also has a duty to protect its citizens and yep. the interests of its citizens. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. And, and I do know that some people who do homeschooling, like I said, it really depends on like how good your parents are and actually how dedicated they are. Depends they on are. a lot of stuff. Um, and then what kind of books you're getting. Yeah. Because there's a bunch of different of these guides and books that you can get. And this goes back to like, how are you going to teach education? There's a rather worrying one that I can see right here. <laughs> there is a, uh, a uh, neo-fascist uh homeschool book nice <laughs> that's great which uh i mean freedom of expression and whatever and whatnot you want to argue with that but i don't think <laughs> it's probably not healthy no i don't think that's teach your kids that to be a little little hitler kind of deal no i mean that's just me disagreeing uh, no nope, i think that's fair people would uh, think that is not yeah good um and then i've also heard that a lot of other it can kind of devolve into you get like some classes and then you basically get stuck with chores the rest of your day yeah just kind of like mommy out of the right yeah i don't really know and there are like there are some pretty heavy cultural biases like if you say like oh i was homeschooled People kind of don't take you seriously. Yeah. Um, That's very think, true. Or they just think you're a nutter. Yeah. Just weird. Um, so, I mean, like, eh. I think, obviously, depending on your situation, there should be a, and I think there are, like, hybrid options. Yeah. I've seen that before. Of like, yeah, you can learn like these things from home. Because there are some some subjects that I'd be like, oh yeah, I could totally teach you that. Like if they wanted like history, HTML, even like some basic science, that sort of thing. But you know, you want me teaching you math? Like, uh-uh. you go to school for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you have to be in. Uh, let's be honest. You probably have to be at least making quite a bit of money yep you do because uh, you, you would probably have to be a single income family and one of you like either the which, whichever partner or partners i guess um who, who gets stuck with the responsibility yeah that's a lot to handle one of them at least one person has to not be working yeah it turns into its own little job and i have yeah. heard of some homeschooling um I guess you can call them communities of where they'll kind of like teach turn, take turns mm. of who's, whoever's teaching and they'll like meet at each other's houses. Yeah. But that leads to, that can lead to all kinds of other problems with like sexual abuse and neglect and blah, blah, blah. Yep. That comes down to like how much you trust these people. Yeah. Um, it's hard to do. So it's just like, eh, it's really hard. Interesting uh, number. Apparently 6.7% of the U.S., all of its students are homeschooled. What's well, your initial? Yeah, that's a good question. A lot of these people, like, I, I get... really don't think are reported very accurately. Yeah, they're probably not. It could be more. Does that seem like a lot to you, or? That seems like not enough to me. Yeah, 
probably right then. I think there's way I can I can think not of like, as reported as it should be. I can think of like three families right now that are, <laughs> that are homeschooling. That's funny. It's the opposite for me. I can't think of anyone I know who was homeschooled. So it seems about right for me. Six point seven percent. I think it's fine, but you know, I don't know. And and once again, it, I just say that because it's like, how do they? Because I know a lot of the states are just like. Yeah. Their privacy, blah, blah. So I really don't think they're the most. Yeah, I guess they would just take the total number of students and then whichever ones aren't in reported to be in school. I don't know. And then how do you matriculate from homeschooling? That's would be my next question. Yeah, I don't know how they work that. The, uh, they probably just take ACT like everyone else. No, it's not the ACT. What's it called? <laughs> the flipping degree. Because we technically get a degree when we graduate high school. Right. Diploma. Uh, G, no. GED. Yeah, yeah GED. It's basically the, the GED equivalent. Right. So do they just, like, take the home? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know how. Maybe they just get it from the state somehow after taking a test. I don't know. They might be able well, to just. they have to. Yeah, because then you would have to be teaching, like, some sort of state curriculum in order to meet those yeah. guidelines of standardized tests. Um, oh, yeah, this one says uh, parents and students um, considering homeschooling often face many of the same questions, including if homeschoolers get a diploma or a GED. In short, homeschoolers typically receive a homeschool diploma. Mm. However, many do choose to earn a GED as well. Okay, you can get either one. I didn't know there was a homeschool diploma. That's interesting, yeah. That's weird. It's <laughs> like, okay. Hmm. I wonder how many colleges accept those uh, homeschool diplomas as opposed to like, GED. I, wanna... I know, I'm looking at the exact same thing. It looks pretty fancy. Looks normal, I guess. What you'd expect. Homeschool name. Homeschool name? <laughs> what do you put your family name? I guess so. I'll just name whatever you want the school. I'm doing it like. Uh... Johnson Family Academy. <laughs> nah, you gotta do something more pretentious <laughs> like uh, His Holiness Johnson and the Saints of whatever. That's what Descartes. I would do. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and their mental school of enlightenment. <laughs> I like that. I'd go to that school. Oh, I'd make such a funny abbreviation. Oh, that would be a good one. Or just like <laughs> F off or something like that. <laughs> yep. Oh, that wouldn't be good, like, when you're applying to the actual... The colleges. colleges but, oh, might not that like that. so hilarious. That I would be. A bit petty, but that's kind of how I go, I guess. Yeah. I don't even know if I have my uh, high school diploma. <laughs> I don't know where it it's is. It's in a box somewhere for yeah. me, sure. Collecting dust somewhere. Yeah, it's one of those... Parents' home somewhere. Well, I mean, mine was tiny. I don't know how big yours was. Yeah, it was like, I don't know, 10 by 10. Nah, I don't think 10 by 10. Yeah, I think you're right. Come to think of it, I don't even know where my associate's degree from Salt Lake Community College is. I don't know where I put that. I know where mine is. It is framed, but on the floor. Nice. (laughs) It's uh, 6 by 8 is uh, high school diploma. I do think they do get bigger. Really? Because I've been in like some of these offices here where they have doctorates and 
depending on what university they go to. Like, yeah, I think that's how it works. Like three by five footers. Yeah. <laughs> really pretentious. You can show it off and really frame it up on your wall. I think my associate's degree is framed as well, but I bought a frame that was too big and it just sit, sits in there. Um, well, crooked. I, just, I really <laughs> wanted the UVU one. I think it looks good. The yeah. one they have in the campus store. Oh my gosh. It was like 300 something dollars. Is that for the frame? Yeah, that was for like the frame and and, uh, and whatever and whatnots. Uh, wow. That is a lot. <laughs> That's funny. They charge all this money for tuition and then even on your way out, they <laughs> charge you an arm and a leg for the frame for your degree. That's great. Yeah, I mean, we're at 52 minutes. Come on, we just got to make up eight more minutes. Of I'm telling you, it always flies by. It does fly Feels by. like it's been 20 minutes. It's crazy. Um, let's see now. Let's see. What else can we think that's like wrong with education in the United States? I don't know. Something that's not wrong, but something I've seen a lot of people do um, that works well. And something I did back when I got my associate's degree, um, I'm, you're seeing more and more companies starting to pay for tuition, tuition reimbursement, tuition assistance. That's what helped me in my case. I so got out of, me, yeah. yeah, I got out of high school. I had no idea how I was going to pay for, for school, applied for FAFSA, got denied like most people. Um, and so did my research in UPS. That's where I went. What I had to do is straight up tell them. I basically, I had to fill out like paperwork, essentially just saying that, because uh, my parents, uh, I just told them like, no, it sucks for you, but uh, don't claim me on your taxes. Yeah, I there need, you go. I need FAFSA money. It was like, unless you want to give me that money, you're saving. Like, it's not, yeah. it's not benefiting me. Um, so I basically had to like fill out, I can't remember what it was what the form was called that I did it here with the UVU financial aid people that I basically said I was like oh yeah I'm totally alienated from my parents <laughs> they don't take care of me at all yeah they don't take care of me like, that's yeah. great and, th and then I could get FAFSA there you go <laughs> you know what worked for me eventually because I got some FAFSA assistance this year what it took is just for me to move out of my parents house as soon as I did that I got a great assistance from them yeah i got married and got a pell grant that's a good way to do it yep get married have a kid move uh, out yeah having the kid is like oof, that's 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 another uh, cost on its own it's, it's one of those things where it's like i don't know how people i really don't know how people can afford it because like we we want to like hey i think we should like we need to pay off our student debt but we have combined like forty thousand dollars worth of student debt yeah the two of us um, and then it's like, we can't buy a home because interest rates and home prices here in Utah are just are insane. crazy stupid high right now. Unless yep. we want to live in the middle of nowhere, of course. And, uh, but no, thank like, you. there are like no remote jobs are kind of like, yeah, they're yeah. pretty stagnated. They're kind of going down, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, like how some, and it's weird because I see some people who've got like five kids. I'm like, how are you doing this? And, yeah. Like, they seem to have. Five kids and only one person's one person working. working. I'm like, how the heck are you doing this? It's a good job, I guess. Yeah, something. It's the only way. That or their parents have a lot of money and just help them out. I do know quite a few people like that. I I went to Little Peak. Nice. Super rich school now. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, and it wasn't that bad when I was going there. It was like it was, it was coming in. 
Although it's not nearly as bad as, as it is now. now. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, you drive down there and I'm like, these aren't high schooler cars. They're, these are like Tesla's BMWs and, and, yep. Anyways, um, there was a, I didn't know him super well or anything like that, but his uh, uh, wedding gift from his parents was a house. That's a good gift. <laughs> wow. It was like, oh yeah, it was oh, like a, you know, $500,000 house. Just casually dropped it for yeah, him. Just, you know, like, there you go, Sonny. Like, you're kidding me, right? Like, oh, and you still put out a gift registry? You <laughs> cat. <laughs> yeah, that's a good gift right there. Mm, I wish I could get that. Well. Yeah, I think the biggest gift I got for my wedding was like uh like a little crummy table, like hundred thirty bucks or something like that. Nice. Like IKEA table. Yeah, I'm trying to think if we got anything, <laughs> anything, anything nuts. I don't think I can't remember. That's um, still pretty good though. I should get married. Yeah, think about it. <laughs> I don't know it's your life, that sort of thing. So. Yeah. Uh. Let's see here. About all I got. What a what a quivering end, that sort of thing. Come on, we got four minutes. Let's see. <laughs> let's see. Let's go over. Let's go over Preston's marital thing. What are the advantages of, of getting married? Well, we're t if we're talking about FAFSA. That's one advantage. Okay. How long um, have you been together? A uh, long time. Six years. I was about to guess. Six so years. I was gonna, really, I was going to say six or seven. Good guess. <laughs> so we're basically de facto married. Might as well be moved in and everything um yeah fafsa that would help when did you move in this was a year ago oh so i, I haven't been like that long yeah then. we need to uh our lease is almost up come to think of it we need to start looking for a new apartment yeah oh. i want to stay there i don't mind it but she doesn't like it so we're gonna we look got, around like, bad neighbors or HRA no or... she doesn't like the building i guess which i can't really blame her i just I would rather resign the lease and stay just so we can not worry about I live it. In an old building. I hate nice. moving though. Me too. I absolutely hate moving. And I always throw away or donate and, or try and sell like a bunch of crap right before moving. Yeah. Smart. And then when I get to the new place, I'm like, shoot, I actually needed that. Yeah. <laughs> so That's what we like, did too. Oh. Um, moving is brutal. When we moved in this apartment from my parents' house, we made the mistake of doing it all on our own. It was not fun. All we had was uh, a... companies are so expensive. They are. Um, all we had was a little Subaru Crosstrek to move all the furniture. What ended up helping, though, is we were moving from my parents' house. We didn't have any furniture. Um, so we yeah, bought... We didn't have furniture. Yeah. We bought a bunch. And so it, that actually helped us. It worked out because everything was still in its box. It made it easy to move. But now this next time when you move, it's going to be worse. Exactly. Box, so, gonna, yeah, we're looking around. I'd rather just pay someone to do it all. But you're you're right. It's so expensive. And they ding up the crap anyways. It's yeah. Not stuff. They're just like, hey, eh, true. Whatever about it. The uh, I don't know about every place that I've lived. I don't know why. Probably because it's like a bit cheaper. But I've always lived on like the third floor or somewhere else really? and my buildings none of them that i've lived in yet have had um 
elevators or anything. Oh, really? Um, so, like, the first place we lived in together, I called it the Headbanger because it was underground. It was one of yeah. the basement apartments. I kid you not, this home was built in Provo in, like, the 40s. Probably was. No, like, seriously, I looked it up. Oh. <laughs> it literally was. And there, there is... I mean, I'm a tall guy, but this place was not built for constant living. It built like a bomb shelter. Yeah. So, anyways, I could literally hit my head in several places, like in the in the apartment. Um, and yeah, we had like zero space there. We had just like tons of stuff in boxes in a storage unit, just because like we couldn't. And it was temporary, just yeah. because uh, we only needed like three or four months before like the place we actually wanted to live in yeah. uh, came free, and then we moved over to there. Um, and that was in Pleasant Grove. And that was actually a, a pretty nice place. I liked it. She didn't. <laughs> um, I think that was mostly just because she didn't like the... We had to pay like the HOA fees. Oh, yeah. As part of our lease agreement, which, you know, whatever. That yeah. Just kind of blows. It does. Um, but honestly, I didn't think it was really that bad. It was kind of... It was over... It was like right by the PGA. Do you know where the Evermore Park is? No. Um, anyways, it's just like right over there. Gotcha. I thought it was a nice location. Um, there weren't like a ton of the neighbors downstairs. They were definitely an issue. <laughs> Holy cow. There were several times I thought I need to call the police for like domestic violence. I was wow. like, someone's going to get shot. Yelling at each other all the time. Oh, yeah. I Back was like, and forth. What a happy relationship you guys have. And one of the most <laughs> hilarious things that ever happened is just like mid argument. And they had been going on for like quite a while anyways at one point though he just broke in full yellow he's like so what is it though what are we gonna do for dinner little caesars or what the crap you know i just kind of was like okay yeah <laughs> like they gotta get into business in between the yelling yeah they still gotta get things gotta done, get dinner done i suppose and then they uh i think they've like separated or divorced or whatever and then it turned into that's good uh, well then it turned into the whole uh uh the father stayed there and he just started he just got like he worked from home and i think he was like a nurse or something like that he got so many packages delivered and you could tell he was just trying to like win over the kids because he had just like toys upon toys yeah like all over his balcony and that sort of thing and that's actually my current in my current place as well same thing he's like a total disney dad like anytime the kids are over we hear them until like 11 yeah or even spoils them, them you know just spoils the crap out of them Bought them a dog. He doesn't like the dog, clearly. Um, wow. Yeah. Total. People are weird. Yep. Go through divorce. It's funny how much you can tell from people just by, you know, just even if they're just your neighbor, but little things not, that you I don't observe. Really know any of my neighbors. I'm a yep. sucky neighbor. Well, that actually, I think that makes me a good neighbor, though. I True. I don't like very nosy neighbors. Yeah. True. I my neighbor likes to play music from three to five a.m. And then the one above. Just baked? <laughs> I guess so. And the one oh, next yeah, to me. Yeah, that was another one. Yeah. I, yeah, I had a totally baked dude. Um, oh, there's always the smell of weed at our apartment. It comes right through the uh, furnace. Oh, yeah, it's totally. Yeah. Into our unit. Yeah, those pesky neighbors, not you at all. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not me. Yeah, skunk smell constantly. Because, yeah, I mean, because you live in Salt Lake County. Yeah. It's definitely more prevalent. Yep. For sure. The area that down I here. live in is just like I do. I do know that they, my neighbors across, they do smoke. Um, the uh, 
the good stuff, you know. The devil's the lettuce. Day. The devil's lettuce. <laughs> the wacky tobacco. <laughs> um, I do know they, they smoke that every now and then just because it's... But it, it's not like them, them. It's some, like, relatives they have over mm. every now and then. The it's relatives just, just like the, to light it up in their... That's a nice family reunion. Yeah, I mean it. I mean you, you know, get together. You, that's when you know you love your family. When you have to be either, uh, you can't be sober. You have to be. Most people do it drunk. You have to be drunk, yeah. or you have to be stoned. You can't be. Uh, you can't be sober, of course. Um, and that's one of the things that bugs me about weddings. I had my my sister in law when she got married. Uh, he had my brother in law had a ton of uh, friends and yeah. family. Who said they wouldn't come if uh, they didn't have like a cash bar? Basically, I was like, "What, you freeloaders? Like you're, like, like can't expect that much." Yeah, I was like, so they they had compromised and gave like a couple, you could get like like a pitcher of a pint of beer basically for like one of these meal tickets, but it costs a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of money. And I was like, those people aren't your friends; they just want your your generosity. Taking advantage of you. Take your booze. Yeah. Man, I probably didn't it's even uh, bring nice, nice gifts anyways. Probably not. So I like, had yeah, to heck with them. Anyways, well, that uh, wraps up education and I guess... Uh, wraps up the podcast then. The podcast and everything else. Yeah. Uh, what were our numbers? I don't know. I think it was around 40. Nice. On, uh, yeah, showed about 40 listeners, five followers across the Ooh. sites. So I don't know if it's just the three of us and then two oh, others oh okay <laughs> well i followed so that's one of them but yeah well to to our loyal and faithful fan base we are we are sad to see you leave uh michael said that he might want to continue the podcast afterwards but he he would definitely want to go into like a more gaming kind yeah. of focus i'd be i might be up for that honestly just like every now and then just for like funsy funsies yeah i wouldn't mind but you know so uh Thank you for this amazing journey. Have a wonderful rest of your lives. Hopefully, we'll see something else of you. But uh, if not, it was a wonderful ride with you. Take it easy. Take it easy, people. <laughs>